Hey guys, it's JD. Just want to give you a heads up here before the episode starts. Uh, this particular episode includes some pretty heavy and frank discussion of uh, domestic violence and uh, sexual assault. Uh, so we wanted to make sure you were aware of that before we got into the episode uh, because we want to make sure you're safe. Uh, so yeah, here we go. Episode 184, Skeletons in the Closet. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD, and I just want to jump in immediately, Michelle, and say very bold of you to assume that everybody who's listening should be welcomed back. You don't you don't think we got any firsties going on right now? Hey, if it's your first time listening to the podcast... Don't let Michelle's disrespect get you down. At least one of us is thinking of you here at We Watch Shudder. Hold up. Just threw her under the bus right in less than a minute into the episode. (laughs) Hang on. We are 184 episodes into this, and that is the intro you came up with on episode one when clearly they were not welcome back. Might not actually have been episode one. Did I I wasn't allowed to start back on the very first episode? I don't know, but you started doing it like immediately. So then when you said that I could start one, I did it. And then we both laughed a lot. And now it's it's a thing. Well, it's it's I mean, it's clearly different when you do it. Yeah, because you're you. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, if you are new to the show and potentially uh, this is your first time checking us out and maybe you found us because of a certain hashtag about a movie and you're like wow I love the movie that I just watched and I can't wait to hear these people talk about it and give me all the insight you might not like us by the end of this episode because I think JD and I are going to very clearly agree on how we feel about it um, yeah I got a lot to say yeah. about this movie and some of it's about the movie and some of it's not really about the movie but it's about the movie I got a lot to say yeah, we, we definitely will have some comments, but if it is your first time checking us out, um, hello, welcome, thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, we are We Watch Shudder, and we watch Shudder, as well as other horror, but any time that Shudder puts out an exclusive or an original, that's where we are, we're, we're there to talk about it. Yeah. Yep. And today- but sometimes they don't put any of that stuff out, and so we talk about other things. And sometimes we put a three-hour episode about Saw. That's still yeah, we're never going to do anything. In maybe okay, so maybe and and this is a thing that happens in our episodes. Sometimes we just uh, we figure out behind the scenes things right here in front of us. Maybe Michelle, like once a year, we do like a marathon episode and like maybe um, cover a whole franchise and do that heavy-duty deep dive like we did with Saw. What do you think of that idea? Well, I've already kind of had that idea and been doing stuff on my own. Well, what, Michelle, what, I mean, I know you've been watching them, but why at no point did you ever say, hey, would you want to do that insane thing where we talked for three hours about a complete franchise? You're goddamn right I would. Yeah, but, like, I don't think you have it in you. you... you picked Saw, so I get to pick the next one. 
Oh, well, my next one was going to be all 11 or 13 Hellraisers, and I didn't think oh, that God. you had time for that. However, I already um, watched just, them. Yeah, but like not recently. You do have to watch them within the span of a month. That's part well, of the rule. I watched them. That's why I watched them. I watched them all in a week and a half span in October. That's not too long ago. We are past the uh the what what is it called when you can send somebody to jail? The the statute the of limitations. Thank you. Yes, we yeah. are past the statute of limitations where that counts as a, a recent marathon. It has okay. to be within the last thirty days. I don't make the rules. These are okay. rules sent to me by God. Okay, oh. I talked to God and He said, "Hey." Watch all the Hellraisers within the span of a month and then record it. Um, my February one that I am watching, though, my February franchise is going to be all the Twilight movies. So please pray for me. That's um, okay. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know why know you would do, do that to yourself, myself. but it's yeah, uh... <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> oh, same anyway. anyway, okay. Why we would put we off do started... this to ourselves? Why would we watch this movie, JD? What did we watch? Well, we didn't know, Michelle. We didn't know. Uh... We did not know. We watched uh, a new movie that I believe is a Shutter exclusive. Uh, yes, a Shutter exclusive called Skeletons in the Closet. Uh, directed by Asif Akbar. Uh, if you have never heard that name, uh, I had not either. This is the first time I looked at the, the his other credits. He has quite a few credits to his name, uh, but nothing that uh, that jumped to mind here. Uh, also starring uh, Terrence Howard, Academy Award nominee, Cuba Gooding Jr., Academy Award winner, Golden Globe winner, Udo Kier. Everybody knows Udo Kier if you're a horror fan. A bunch of other people in this movie. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, Michelle, I, I looked at the, the plot summary on... Shutter and on IMDb and on Wikipedia and I think they've all got crazy spoilers in them. There are a couple of very specific things they mention. Do you maybe mm-hmm. have a spoiler-free summary of this film? Uh, no, I do not because usually I would be very mad that they were so spoilery in the description because the one that I saw on IMDb specifically doesn't happen until like an hour and 10 minutes yep. into the movie. It has nothing yep, same to do thing. with a significant chunk of it. Except this movie, I didn't really care that it got spoiled. So you know what? Skeletons in the closet. It it needs no introduction. Should we just get into the ratings? Yeah. Uh, you want to you wanna give us your spoiler-free thoughts on Skeletons in the Closet? They, um, they definitely tried one skull. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> they potentially tried one skull. Yeah, um uh and and uh I don't know if I can really divorce the two things uh and I'm uh, you'll understand what the two things are when we get to talking about it. But uh I I laugh at your your tried because uh, look, I, I don't begrudge anybody uh, doing a paycheck job. I've done plenty of paycheck jobs in my life. Uh, and so whatever. But this, this to me felt like an entire movie where literally everyone involved except one person uh, named Al Bravo who was a producer and writer on this film uh like they all were just collecting a paycheck. 
Like, I, I felt no commitment to any real... I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't... Who knows? Maybe some of these folks really were trying. Maybe they weren't. Uh, this movie is... Uh, it's, oh, I, I did not enjoy this. I agree. One skull. Wow. If this is your first time tuning in, listeners, we always make a point to be kind about movies because it is about... Our experience, this one, I, I'm i going to struggle. I really am. And it's been a yeah, while since I had yeah, one that I, it's, I um, it's, uh, and it, I, I do want to be clear. There's, there's some stuff we're going to talk about after talking about the movie itself uh, that definitely informs this experience in a lot of ways. Uh, but also, uh, I feel like even if that stuff wasn't involved, I would feel the same way about this movie. <laughs> Uh, and I'll have a good reason to explain why I believe that uh, when we get there. But this is all vague, and people are like, what are these disclaimers you're giving us about things we don't even know what you're... Okay, let's just talk about it. One skull each, that's a one skull average. If you don't want spoilers, go watch the movie now. All right, Michelle, do you uh, do you want to do your plot summary thing on this one? Yeah, sure, I'll try. So. Okay. Terrence Howard is married to a, a woman who uh, I wasn't familiar with her work, but the the uh, person's name is Valentina. The actress's name is Valerie M. Ortiz. Uh, so Terrence is married to Valentina and uh, he gets fired and Valentina finds out that their daughter Jenny has cancer and neither of them feel compelled to tell their significant other about these big life events for whatever reason. So that's just a bad marriage. Uh, and then Valentina is seeing like a ghost, um, which is clearly just a woman with fabric over her face. And then they go see this guy played by Udo Kier. And he's like, whatever you want to do, I can make your daughter not sick anymore. And there's just a lot of bullshit that happens. And at the end, I didn't care at all. That's the summary. A little girl gets cancer. And then the mom is like, I'll do whatever it takes. And then they kind of just like get better. And also there's like a generational curse that makes no fucking sense. And comes completely out of left field. And uh, yep. uh, you did uh, completely uh, 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 fail to over mention. Cuba Gooding Jr.? <laughs> no, you, you did completely fail. Oh. oh, man, Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, and, and man, we're going to talk about that guy coming up here in a bit. But... Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. trying to play like a, a real hard ass. <laughs> it's just, I'm sorry, not believable at all. It's just the most, it's the most affected, not believable. And and that's what I mean is like, like, cause, okay, so Cuba Gooding Jr. is an Oscar winner, right? He's a Golden Globe winner. He's an Emmy nominee. Uh... If this was the first time you had ever seen him act, you would not believe any of those things. And it just felt like this was, I'm just going to go do this and collect a paycheck. And uh, I feel like there's probably really good reason for that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just, there's so many things that are just completely out of left field in this movie. Like again, like you said, the con, the, the, uh, the climax uh, where it's like, oh, actually, this is a generational thing, and uh, you're, you had cancer when you were a kid, and your mom made a deal with this demon to take your cancer away, 
But the way it resolved itself is so now your daughter got the cancer that you were supposed to have. And now it's like it follows with cancer. It's, uh, you know, it's like you got or like the ring with cancer. The only way you can heal your cancer is you got to give your cancer to somebody else. Right. Uh, That just sort of there's no indicate. Also, ultimately, the ghost lady uh, with the sheet over her face is it turns out her mother. You're telling me at no point during all of these times where she looks directly into that woman's face. Uh, even obscured slightly by a sheet, because I tell you what, I figured out that it was her mother, and I wasn't even in the room. I was watching through a camera lens in the privacy of my own home. It just, uh, I do want to point out that there are, look, so the first five to ten minutes of this film, there are some things that happened that I was just like, oh, shit. Like, this movie hits the ground running, right? Like, it doesn't waste... It, it, I, it what I'm saying is it doesn't waste any time in in trying to develop uh, its its atmosphere. Uh, and okay. what was really weird to me is there's two different kinds of special effects for the ghost lady, right? They have these a couple of moments where like and like the first one in the very beginning when she walks into the room and she sees the thing standing behind her daughter. And then there's one later where she just appears in a chair in front of her and then disappears. And it's clearly like the real person, like a real person in a costume. And they're just doing crazy edits with the film, right? And I thought those looked really good and were really effective. And then they did these, frankly, god-awful CGI ghost sequences that are supposed to be the same character and they just <laughs> look ter- like this movie feels like it was cobbled together in a couple of weeks because somebody with way more money uh, than sense was able to pay a bunch of people to make this thing that he thought was going to be a spectacular movie. And I just, uh, I-, I was completely checked out by... The psychic wait, wait, wait. lady's name Before is you start Madam your next... Futura, Michelle. Madam Futura. Okay, I've been ranting. You go ahead. I was gonna for say, a while. can I take a moment? Thank you. Please do. Um, I am. I'm so confused by you saying that the woman with the fabric over her face was a decent effect. I stand by that. I will always choose practical effects over CGI, even if they're worse. And this one made me question that stance. Because it is just a lady with a blanket over her head. And it did make me realize that this movie would have been better if instead of that woman being a ghost, she really was a human woman in your house with a blanket over her head. That would be terrifying and a much better movie choice. Okay, so I, I, I do want to be clear. I, I agree with you. I don't think the like the like the makeup and the costuming was terrible. What I, what I mean when I say I thought it was very effective is just the way they're presented. Right. Like like she turns at the very beginning, she turns that corner and she sees her daughter and that thing is like hunched over behind her. And then the edit is it's it's just a snap edit right there and it, it disappears from the screen. Right. And and even though it, I, it could have used some some better costuming and, and makeup, the concept and, and I thought the general execution of it. Uh, otherwise was really effective, and that's what I was trying to say. I do agree with you. It's, I mean, it's literally just a lady with a sheet over her head. It's like you couldn't, 
you know, do something with some, some, you know, even just some, some deep shadow makeup to make the face look kind of weird and, and gaunt or something. I don't know. Nope. Just a blank over her head. Um, this movie has a really good quote and that quote is anyone I have ever loved dies. And that's really cool that as an adult, she figured out how humans work, that we live and then we die. So kudos to her. That was a really awe-inspiring moment. Uh, somehow this movie has the silliest snake scene that I have seen since quicksand. Um, I didn't think I would ever see a funnier snake scene than quicksand. And was quicksand before or after dark glasses? After, okay. I want to say. Quicksand had a it had a silly snake silly and this snakes. has a silly snake. So there's that. I just I was bored. I was so bored. It, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't so bad it's good. It was not Moonfall. This was <laughs> I still everything, love that movie. I know everything is on a scale of bad bad or moonfall bad. <laughs> right. And this, I was just yeah. bored. I didn't Look. care. I It was predictable. And the few things that it did do that were kind of unique to it just didn't seem captivating. Like the woman finds out the daughter has cancer again. And immediately they're like, oh, by the way, also you can pay your bill. And then he's like, oh, I got fired. And they don't feel compelled to tell each other any of this so that it can be a big dramatic moment when it's revealed later. It's like Mark, a.k.a. Terrence Howard, going to see this loan shark guy and then out. <laughs> Right, I was just going to say. Yeah, Cuba's this like... whole subplot at the beginning of the movie involving this mobster guy where he goes and tries to borrow the money. The dude only loans him half of it. The people come to his house three days later when he's got 30 days to pay it back. And then they just never talk about it again. Is the idea that when uh, they made the deal with the thing, it also took care of his debt with these people in addition to take care, taking care of the cancer? I guess that would make sense, but they never spell that out completely in any way. Uh, but if that's the case, why have that subplot at all? Well, I think you said what I was going to say, so never mind. Should we get into the actors? <laughs> I feel terrible. That's okay. You're upset. I can tell. Should we get into I the am. actors? Yes, please do. Okay. Um, I knew about Terrence Howard and Cuba Gooding Jr. JD did not. Um, JD, what did you learn today when you went to see why Terrence Howard and okay. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, so this, uh, this is literally exactly how this happened. So I'm watching this movie, and I'm well aware that Terrence Howard is an Academy Award nominee. Cuba Gooding Jr. is uh, is an Academy Award winner. Uh, but I also uh, don't keep up with a lot of celebrity news uh, and different things. Like, I knew for some reason or whatever, Terrence Howard got uh, dropped from the Iron Man franchise, and they said it was a contract dispute and whatnot. But uh, I was just like, good Lord, because, again, he seemed like he was just phoning it in, and I'm like, why would Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, and Terrence Howard need to make a paycheck movie like this? And so then I went to read some things. And what I found out is that Cuba Gooding Jr. has been accused by no less than 30 women of everything from just simple inappropriate sexual conduct 
you know, inappropriate physical contact all the way to full-blown rape uh, has settled numerous cases out of court in uh, gag order settlements in which he admits no wrongdoing, but, you know, and continues to insist that these women who have brought these accusations to light uh, are lying and that everything was consensual. Uh, and then I find out, uh, and look, I, I get it. There's probably people who are like, how could you possibly not know this? Yeah, I feel pretty shitty about it, too. These are things I should have known. Uh, Terrence Howard is a repeat uh, wife beater. Uh, he uh, assault has admitted to uh, assaulting multiple times his first wife, who sued him uh, for assault. His second wife, as recently as 2021, three years ago, has sued uh, had sued him for assault. Uh, uh, and there are other people involved as well. Uh, also, situations where, to the best of my knowledge, the furthest he's gone is uh, uh, some sort of small token apology uh, at one point went on an insane rant on Twitter about the whole thing and again has, has done at least so far as my initial research indicates nothing whatsoever to demonstrate any kind of real contrition or attempt to change uh, and frankly uh, so I can understand why they are making a paycheck movie uh, but to be totally honest, I'm kind of disappointed, and I get it, right? I, I don't want to begrudge anybody. Everybody making this was was collecting a paycheck, trying to be an actor. But I'm frankly upset at this point that I've even spent this much time talking about this movie. Because, like, if, fine, if, if you're a person who can look the other way about that sort of thing it's whatever, right? I, I'm also trying to be a much more understanding uh, and, and forgiving and, and less begrudging person just in general because I think it's better for your own sanity. Uh, so, like, like whatever the circumstances or reasoning are, I get it, but uh, how the... how these people can continue to be afforded even opportunities on this level... You know, I'm not saying people shouldn't be allowed to make mistakes. There are people who have gone through similar situations like this and have done things that I think ultimately uh, do very clearly indicate a genuine interest first in ad not ad not denying anything, not trying to cover anything up, being open and being genuinely interested in demonstrating change. Right? And we've gotten none of that from these dudes. And uh, I... Uh, I'm sorry I watched this movie, and I will not watch anything that either one of them is involved in again uh, until I see any 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 indication. It's just this stuff keeps happening and keeps happening, and I realize that again, this is an older story, but it just it upset me. So like, I I sent Michelle a message last night that I was like, I don't even know if I want to talk about this movie, but. Uh, she convinced me that it was worth talking about mostly for this. So uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I, again, I'm sorry. I, I, I've just been kind of uh, I, I, once again, just and believe me, I've, I feel the irony of, of having these these uh, issues of domestic violence and sexual assault and 
I'm also mildly just dominating, stomping all over everything Michelle has. Look, I'm not saying it's the same thing. I'm saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I can't control my ranting. I don't mean to dominate the conversation. I respect you as a woman. I would like you. Look, I'm just, I'm trying to break the tension here, and I hope I succeeded, but. I, Man, I have just, jokes lined up to break the please tension. Please go ahead, Michelle, okay. please. Okay, my first one, um, I say this unironically, but it is really disappointing to see uh, how far from grace the lead actor from Snow Dogs has fallen. I never would have predicted him. Uh, Michelle, I swear to God, <laughs> if I had not found out these things about Cuba Gooding Jr., I was going to come onto this episode and talk so much about like, man, I don't know how this guy ended up in this movie. Maybe there's some cra- again. I, I so there's this guy Al Bravo, right? And the the movie is is produced by like like Al Bravo Productions or something. He's credited as a writer and a producer on the film. And so then I had this thought: I was like, maybe this is some guy who's just got like like millions and millions of oil money dollars, and 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 it, this is just some vanity project that he threw a ton of money at. And Cuba Gooding Jr. was just like, yeah, I'll I'll go to Las Vegas for three weeks for a million and a half dollars to make this ridiculous movie. Because his performance as this tough guy is so silly. And I was so ready to have fun with it. And then he just retroactively shit all over everything. Yeah, um, I believe, hang on, let me verify just to make sure I am not super dumb. Um, oh my god, how far, how far back was this? I could have swore, nope, I got my people mixed up. Okay, so never mind. Um, okay, I, I, I wanted to make sure, I know that you did not want to talk about this movie because Terrence Howard and Cuba Gooding Jr., this was all new news to you. Um, I wanted to talk about it because I just want to talk about um, some insane stuff I already knew about Terrence Howard that I don't know if you are aware of and I don't know if the listener is aware of. Are you talking have, about Terryology? I absolutely was going to bring facts about Terryology. I have been following Terryology for years and the fact that this is a thing and this guy is still getting lead roles confuses me so for those of you unaware terrence howard has devoted his life to inventing new math that he calls periology and he spends a lot of his time creating new shapes uh and just putting them together and saying that this is proof that uh, he keeps saying that he's solved what Pythagoras, Pythag- oh dear God, Pythagoras's theorem was trying to do, and that Pythagoras would be so proud of him for solving it. Uh, he, I think the first time it came about was in a Rolling Stone interview in 2015, where he started revealing that he has solved it and he is the greatest mathematician of all time. And that this is the last time a generation of children will be taught that one plus one equals two, because he has learned that one plus one actually equals one. And the way he proves it, you need to go read that breakdown because this guy did not pass oh, I algebra. Read it. Oh yeah. It's fascinating he says that gravity isn't real so that's a thing um he has also said in interviews that he has i can't remember the exact amount but over 400 personalities living within 
inside himself and that he's never sure which one is going to come out. Um, so this guy is still around and making movies and he's clearly just off the deep end. Yeah. I, let me. Yeah. In fact, let me go ahead and, and um, you mentioned it. I want to read this quote to you. So yes, in a 2015 interview with Rolling Stone, Howard explained that he had formulated his own language of logic, which he called teriology and which he was keeping secret until he had patented it. This logic language, he claimed, would be used to prove the statement one times one equals two. Yes. How ca- and this is the quote. This is the quote from Terrence Howard uh, yep. through Terryology. He says, how can it equal one? If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one. But we're told it's two and that cannot be. What the fuck? Yeah. It, it it gets better, guys. It gets better because here's the thing. <laughs> That's teriology. And now let me read you some more stuff uh, from his very well-footnoted Wikipedia entry. Uh, Terrence Howard has stated that he went to school for chemical engineering and applied materials. Though he did not complete his engineering degree, Howard thinks of himself as an engineer and intends to return one day to complete the three credits, quote-unquote, of which he claims he is currently short. Howard's account of his educational history has not been confirmed. Pratt Institute, which he says he attended, closed its engineering degree program in 1993. On February 26, 2013, Howard also said on Jimmy Kimmel Live that he had earned a Ph.D. in chemical engineering from South Carolina State University that year. He, however, never attended that university, and in fact, SCSU does not confer doctorates in chemical engineering. Instead, Howard was awarded an honorary degree of Doctorate of Human Letters from SCSU after speaking at its commencement ceremony in 2012. Who... Is this person like this? I don't like to be making assumptions, but I feel like this is pretty clearly a person who is experiencing some pretty significant mental issues, and nobody seems to care or be connecting the dots. And it's so fucking weird and awful, awful. He has had several wives, and one of them, Miranda Pack or Pock, I'm not sure it's P-A-K, mm-hmm. um, who I think he is now reconciled with and is back together with. But she was with him when this Rolling Stone interview came out, and it was just so sad to hear what her life was like. She said that she had developed agoraphobia and did not leave the house because all Terrence wanted to do was to prove that his math was correct. So she would sit there and just make these models with him 24-7. There was no romance in their lives. She didn't have friends. She was just lonely. And it made me so sad. Now I guess she's back together with him, I think, based on... Yeah, it's... uh, The whole thing is just... uh, 
Just it's I, bizarre. Ugh. That alone would be enough of like, how did you get a leading role? But then again, Kanye West is still making movies or music. I mean, so I guess I I separate the art from the artist, but it is like, what are these people like on set? Right. Well, take two. And he's like, no, take 27. According to totally frank here. Like, and again, like I understand, you know, Clearly, everybody else working on this movie is probably working for bare minimum scale, right? They they got a job, and they took the job. And I don't begrudge any of them that. Here's my issue. I went through the cast and crew list on IMDb, right? And I don't want to make any crazy assumptions, but I looked for any very stereotypically female names. And so I counted them up in the cast and crew. Cuba Gooding Jr. has been accused by more than 30 women of various levels of sexual misconduct. And there were at least, if my my guess is correct, two dozen women who worked on this film... I'm sure not all of them had a, a direct contact with him, but at least seven to ten in the cast. Like, it's it like it's crazy that, first of all, these people would be asked to put themselves in that situation. You know, like I guess again, all of us, you know, we we've all done jobs we really didn't want to do, but because we needed them, and it just. Uh, I, I, I don't get it at all. Somebody said, yeah, he did these things, but people know the name Cuba Gooding Jr., so if we put him in our movie, it'll get somebody's attention and people will watch it. And that, I don't know who this Al Bravo guy is, but I am not a fucking fan. Yeah, I don't have a lot more to say outside of it. I think you put it very, very well. I did want to make sure people know about Terryology because I've been watching Terryology for many, many, many years now. Um, just waiting for him to have that breakthrough. He keeps saying that he will and that he's going to change the the world. And I'm I'm waiting. I want to know how he's going to prove that gravity isn't real. I do. I haven't seen any of that that paperwork, but I'm looking forward to like, to reading. Do you it. think he understands that multiplication is a grouping process? Right. Like one times one is not one plus one. It's here. Here's what one. How many total do you have? If you have one group of one. Sorry, two. I'm. I'm Jesus two, right? Christ, fuck. It's two. Anyway, so this is the thing. Here's what's nice. Here's what's nice, and I'm not gonna say another word about it. What's nice. Is what we get to talk about next week. Michelle, what are we talking about next week? We are talking about My Bloody Valentine, both the original from 1981 and the 2009 one with Jensen Ackles. Well, that's, I mean, it is next week, but it's not the one I was talking about next week. I'm talking about the next regular episode, not the Valentine's Day bonus. Oh, I'm excited about the the Oh, uh, I, I mean, I'm not not excited about 3D. it. I'm just saying, oh, what happened there is I kind of spaced out for a minute that we were doing a Valentine's Day double feature. 
What is next Friday, Saturday's episode, Michelle? That would be Where the Devil Rooms, arguably yes. JD's favorite movie from 2023. Yeah, if 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 you read or you're following uh, JD Watches 2B on the Ghoul blog at wewatchshutter.com, we're five episodes deep, and we, like, two, uh, I, I called them episodes, it's whatever, uh, but... Where the Devil Roams is the latest film from uh, Adam's Family, the same people who gave us Hellblazer. Uh, and uh, what's the other one you saw, Hellbender. Michelle? Uh, what? Hellbender. Hellbender, or, not Hellblazer. Oh, oh, Hellblazers like a hot is sauce. no Hellblazers is a is a Tubi original that's on my uh, <laughs> on my list, uh, and I just got them crossed over. It but just uh, like anyway, a really good hot sauce. We were, uh, what was the other one? Uh, uh, the Deeper uh, You Dig, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, that's the one yeah. that, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I, have not, I really no. enjoyed it. Okay. Anyway, we're big fans of Adam's Family Films. If you've read my ghoul blog about it, you already know this. I, I've given this movie five skulls. I am very excited to get to sit down and talk through it, uh, if for no other reason than just to make sure I have a shit pile to say, I'm going to watch it again. It's a great film. It's it, fuck. It's so good. Definitely better than skeletons in the closet. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that's that's a hell of a hurdle to clear. Let me tell you. Holy I know. Shit. I I think this is truthfully the second to last place movie that we've watched for the podcast. I really did not enjoy. What it. would you and say? Mine is wasn't this. even. Oh, you know, scary of sixty first. Oh yeah, well yeah, that's whatever. below this in a much different way though. You're, but yeah, you're right. in a different way. You're right. That one, that one is. Uh, they were trying to prank us and make a movie that they knew that we would not like, and then they could complain that we didn't like their movie. This one, yeah. even separating art from the artist, my my issue was not. I still like the first Iron Man. Terrence Howard's in that. I like Crash. I like Rat Race. I like these other movies, despite knowing who these people are. This movie, I really, really did not enjoy. Correct. Yeah. It just yeah. it didn't matter. The, that uh... was just an added thing. And I, oh, man, I that's why I don't feel bad openly saying I did not enjoy this. Because it, it's one thing if one person in your cast is uh, is problematic. Both leads being people who have pretty... Solid right, like, claims against like them. Real bad, real, real bad records. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, that seems like a choice, not well, a, well, it's one guy that we have connections like, to. Like, even after uh, uh, several of the, the assault and, and abuse allegations had come out about Terrence Howard, he still ended up doing, like, that whole, what, that series he was on. What was it? Empire? Uh, Empire. Uh, Empire. Empire Records. Yeah, just no, Empire. just Empire, not Empire, Empire Records. Okay. That's a movie. <laughs> I was like, Empire but Records. I don't remember how many movie. episodes there were, but that was a long-running show, and I, mm-hmm. I just, again, I'm, I, I do think people can change. I do think uh, amends can be made. I, I just don't see where these guys have done anything at all, uh, to try and and reconcile the damage they've done. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, well, we've said enough about it, so. Yeah, I think remorse would go a long way. Like you said, people (laughs) can be bad and then they can change. Uh, you can absolutely grow. There's stuff I've done that I am very ashamed of in in my past. Everybody has done it, but show remorse. As long as you mention it, like, like I have to be, look, like, this is a huge thing that's been going on for a while now. This, this awakening 
uh, of culture, uh, of American culture to the, like, just the awful shit that people have been dealing with that was just normalized. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I have done things that in retrospect were, I mean, not to the level of like, like severe physical assault or anything, but I have, I have done and said things that were completely inappropriate and complete things I never, ever should have done. Uh, and the thing is, is you, you go out of your way to try and insult you, 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 there are things you can do. Uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time reaching out specifically to people that I knew I had done things from and having some hard conversations and some of it went well and some of it didn't, but you have to recognize what you're doing and, and when enough people come to you and say, what the fuck, man, you like, you got to start seeing these things and these are people who very it's the louis ck thing right that dude was my favorite fucking comedian for so long and then you find out this shit and it's like i don't get it and then the way they react right the way it's just like man just fucking own it right it's Mm -hmm. anyway i didn't i I think i only wanted to talk about it to this level because this movie did this to me right this movie put me in a place where I had to discover some really terrible shit that I didn't know, and then it made me spend a lot of time thinking about how fucking awful a lot of things are, and so I had to unload it here on this episode. And, I really uh, yeah. do wonder if it was a message that was being sent to cast those two and then name it Skeletons in the Closet, because we found theirs when we Googled. Oh, shit, did we ever? Jesus. Yeah, or at least you did. I just I like teriology. I think that alone, like maybe you should just focus on math. Don't act. It's weird that you're in movies now because now I I just can't imagine what he's like on set. Um, and it doesn't seem like a fun unhinged uh from what I've heard. So yeah. Anyway, I I think I think we have talked so much more than we expected to. But uh, moral of the story is if you do something bad. Just like say sorry, you know, you know, and, just also say maybe, sorry. Maybe accept that maybe the wise thing to do is just step away for a while, you know? Yeah. Here's the other thing. As I say, like a lot of people look like Cuba Gooding Jr. doesn't need to do a fucking paycheck movie, right? Or if he does, well, holy shit, man. Like you stumbled ass backwards into being broke after... That's a whole other topic. I have to stop. I'm in a ranty mood. Michelle, get me out of this. How do I stop? Cuba Gooding Jr., more like Cuba Batting Jr. Say goodnight, Michelle. Goodnight, Michelle. (laughs) Cuba Batting Jr., fuck you. For more horror content, visit WeWatchShudder.com, where you'll find our world-famous, patent-pending ghoul blog and squelch files, as well as a schedule of upcoming episodes. Find us on social media, at WeWatchShudder on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and, I guess, Twitter, if you're still doing that for whatever reason. You can email us, mail at WeWatchShudder.com is the address, mail at WeWatchShudder.com. You can even call and leave us a voicemail, 701-566-9510. No, really. 701-566-9510. Give it a shot. See what happens. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media.